In a world where the coronavirus has shut down everything in Las Vegas, one teacher stands in an empty classroom and continues to teach, even though no one's there. Welcome to Mr. Robertson's Empty Classroom! Well, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody had a great Easter break and you guys are settling back into the swing of things. Um, now we're going to start splitting these up in two different classes. So make sure you listen to the beginning uh, to know which class this is for. It'll also be in the description. So this podcast will be for my juniors and seniors as we go through more of film theory. Um, and so, uh, you know, the seniors are doing their... Uh, YouTube videos for Mr. Rowling and the juniors are doing their vlogs or, you know, day in the life of or whatever they are doing. And so I want to talk a little bit uh, about the difference between theme and identity, right? Um, Because understanding that goes beyond these videos, really understanding that helps you decipher things uh, like uh, business uh, in business, it's a huge deal when you're talking about branding or a product. It, it also goes into philosophy. It goes into English and literature. It goes into uh, religion. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. And so I assigned you guys those two videos. Uh, and so if you haven't watched those, go ahead and pause the podcast and watch those two videos. And so what I've tried to show you is something that have very similar themes but different IDs. Identities, right? And so, what you're watching is the Mythbusters, and the Mythbusters were huge uh, for a little while. They were uh, one of the highest-paid programmings on cable uh, for a little while, and their basic format started with uh, two guys who were older. They had a ton of experience in the film world, doing special effects. They worked on Star Wars and other things like that, um, and. As they went on in the series, they added three younger people um, who were uh, cooler, um, Carrie, uh, Grant, and Tori. Um, Carrie was like a beautiful redhead girl who had gotten famous on YouTube, and they picked her up. Uh, Grant Imahara was one of the three or two people that were allowed to operate... um, R2-D2, the robot in Star Wars, uh, because he was remotely controlled, Uh, and then uh, Tori was uh, uh, like a science uh, major who who went on to do some cool stuff. And so what they picked up is they picked up these three younger people to balance out the two older guys, and so they kind of split into two teams, and sometimes there was some crossover, but more often than not, there were two segments in the show. And so what you watch there with that three-minute drop penny drop video was kind of their 30 minutes or you know 22 with um commercials and things but 22 minute of their experiment cut down into that short thing and so the theme uh is taking tackling scientific uh tackling myths with science right and so we saw a little bit of that they 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 love to do things um on scale and so the beginning of the episode they'd always be making things in miniature or in smaller and saying oh, okay well it works on this scale now let's ramp it up and that was part of what they did and so that three minute you kind of saw most of the ramp up where they had you know built this crazy 
contraption that fired a penny at the speed of sound. And that, <laughs> that's, that's really cool. But you also saw them explain some of the science behind it. You know, they, they do these drawings. And so it wasn't just guys fiddling around and seeing what happens. They were actually giving you the legitimate science behind it. Now, the other uh, group is a group called the Kings of Random. Um, and they're someone I found on YouTube a few years ago. And I really enjoy watching their videos. Um, now, their identity is a bit different because they're younger, right? Um, both those people were in their 20s, maybe early 30s at the very most, but they were good looking and they were doing their thing. And it was a little, little less scientific when you're talking about it. I mean, they did kind of start to explain, you know, the way the microwaves break down, but you didn't see all of it get broken down for you, that you didn't see all of it happen in the scientific method. They were just kind of going through crash course. Now they did understand the science behind it, but it was more of, well, what can we tinker with? How can we break this? They didn't actually know what was going to happen. Where if the Mistbusters had done this, they would have told you exactly what they thought was going to happen using the scientific method and then doing it. Right, And so their themes are very similar. Their themes are science and uh, for the normal person. They're breaking it down in a way that we find, or some people will find interesting. More than just you know guys in lab coats doing things. But their identities is where it splits off. Right, The identity, now you don't always get to pick your identity. Part of something that some people had a problem with Mythbusters is a lot of times, if you watch their videos, if they could not figure out how to do something, they would strap a bunch of C4 or dynamite or black powder or whatever and blow it up. <laughs> there was one where they were trying to clean um, dried cement out of a cement mixer uh, with dynamite, and it didn't work, and so then they just blew up the cement mixer. And that's not very scientific, but it makes for good television. Now, they did a bunch of science stuff before that, but then when it didn't work, they were just like, oh, whatever, we'll just strap a bunch of C4. And you can watch that video, and it's very satisfying if you like explosions. Now, the Kings of Random is kind of lean more on that, well, let's, you know, see what happens, and they just kind of go with it, right? But you notice that they try the experiment, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we should have a... a um, uh, a benchmark. We should have a control test. And so that's when they use the microwave. But the Mythbusters would have started with that. And so the Mythbusters' identity leaned more on the scientific method and the pride of experience and doing this and professionalism. And that's where they lean in. And then they, you know, still make great TV on the side. Now, on the other hand, you have younger, more appealing, and it, and it went more with, uh, well, let's just try this. Let's just crash course it. And they did understand some of the science, but they don't necessarily sit there and explain it. Now, on the other side of it, you know, the identity part of the Mistbusters, they have that um, voiceover that is also explaining what they're doing and cutting down hours worth of, you know, math and science into bite-sized chunks for the consumer, whereas Kings of Random don't do that. And some of you actually... In, didn't enjoy that. Some of you guys liked the Mythbusters because it was more concise, and and that is true because of the narrator. And so that's part of their identity is having that narrator. And on the other side of it, that's not what um, the Kings of Random do. The Kings of Random's identity is kind of like a cooking show, but for science. So their themes are similar. Their themes kind of wrap them all up, right? And so the way you can kind of put together themes and identities. Uh, themes are things that bring people together, right? Things that are things are able to group things together, and identities are what set you apart, right? So if you know what a Venn diagram is, the two circles that are interlocking, you can kind of decipher a little bit of this by putting things that make them together in where the two circles intersect, 
right? Science, you know, things like that will, will bring them together. And the things that set them apart are part of their identity. Now, this goes beyond just what happens in, like, videos, right? Part of this is business, right? You start talking about different phones. Uh, you talk about Android and Apple. There's a bunch of stuff that makes them together. Their themes are very similar. They're high-tech, they're 4G, they're smartphones, they're X, Y, and Z. And then their identities are what set them apart. One of my favorite classes I took um, came my second semester of college, or my second year, second semester, second year of college. Uh, and I took a, a world um, lit class and the professor chose to focus mostly on creation stories um, around the world. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed a lot of that class because all the themes <laughs> were the same. All the themes were people being, you know, starting, how, how different religions saw the world beginning. And those themes are all the same. Now, identities are what set them apart, right? You know, it was a lot of fun to read about the Greek and the Roman uh, mythology and the North mythology, and you start ta reading about Hinduism, and, you know, the Hindus believe things sprouted from a god's belly button, and it, it gets really weird and wacky, and, you know, it's fun, and it, it, it's great reads if you're nerdy like me. And then you look at Abrahamic religions, um, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, uh, Mormonism, um, and, and others that focus on Abrahamic um, religion, which Abrahamic religions are anything of the God of Abraham, looking at Genesis. And our the themes are the same, right? They're still talking about the world being created and humans being created. But an identity that sets Abrahamic religions apart from everything else is that we were made to be in a relationship with God. And some of you might not realize that all of those religions believe that same thing. All of those religions believe that we were created the same way. Right? But then you take a step deeper, and maybe you want to take a look at the themes and identities between Abrahamic religions. Right? And so the, the, the themes here are, you know... Um, the Middle Eastern start of the civilization and all these things, you still have Abraham, you still have um, a lot uh, of Adam and Eve, uh, but then things start to diverge, right? And then you have your identities, right? And a big one for Christianity is Jesus Christ and having that as part of your identity. Where in, in Judaism, they don't believe he's come and in Islam, they don't believe he's come, Right? And so there's, there's different ways to look at all these things. But separating the themes and identities, you can take a look at what makes something similar, what links it to everything else. And identities is what sets it apart. The idea in literature is that there's really only like seven stories that exist, right? And I can't think of all of them but top of my head, but there's the hero's journey and there's the star-crossed lover's story and there's uh, the uh, build and scrumman, which is a coming-of-age story. And you have all these different kinds of stories. But really, when they boil it down, there's seven major storylines and those themes are what's there. And then after that, there's different identities that make them different. 
And that's the thing is Shakespeare didn't actually, a lot of those stories are stories he took from other things. He wasn't a uh, super, um, he wasn't creating things from scratch necessarily. He was taking these themes and putting a different identity on them and making them what many believe to be the best ever. Right? When you think of a star-crossed lover's story, most people think of Romeo and Juliet. Right? And that's not the first star-crossed lover's story. That's just the perfect one. Right? That's the one that its identity has set it apart so hard from other things that nothing else really compares to it. And so as you start to make your um, as you start to make your videos, whether they're the YouTube video for Mr. Rowling or you're making your tutorials or blogs or vlogs or whatever you're going to do, you need to make sure that you have a really hard grasp on what your themes are, right? And what your identity is. What are the things that make you like other videos? What niche are you hitting? Where, if you, were, if you were making a hashtag for your video so that other people, when they click that hashtag, they find your video, what are the hashtags for it? Right? What are the, what are the broad ideas that make it similar? So, you know, if, if you are doing a science one, someone who likes the Kings of Random, YouTube might say, oh, you might like this person's video. And what's your identity? What sets you apart? When someone clicks that hashtag and finds your video, what are they staying for? Why should they watch yours instead of someone else's? So what you're going to be doing this, uh, this weekend, up until next week, I'm going to give you guys an assignment where you guys are going to go find videos. And you're going to identify themes, and you're going to identify their identity. What makes them similar and what sets them apart? Right? What makes them similar to other things? What allows people to find them easier because they're looking for you know, this idea? And what sets them apart? What makes people stay? What makes people watch the second, the third, the fourth, the hundredth video? What makes people back in the day before uh, Netflix was as big? What made people hit the record button uh, so they could watch their episode of Mythbusters because they weren't going to stay up till 11 o'clock at night and watch commercials? They were going to record this thing because they want to watch it, but they don't want to watch it with commercials. What makes people binge watch it on Netflix? What makes people fall into that YouTube hole where you realize that you just, you want to watch one video and then three hours later you have found their first video that they ever made and it's not nearly as good, right? What's making you stay around? Okay? Themes and identities. Themes and identities. Okay? And make sure you use this in life. Right? We were talking about in that internet safety video that there are ways to look at other people's points of view, that you should look at other people's points of view. What, what makes someone similar to you? You know, if you take away the word theme and identity, what makes them similar to you and what sets them apart? That's a great way. If you understand that about someone else, it's a great way to really see their perspective. Right? If you understand that you and that person both came from a broken home where there's an issue uh, with one or two of your parents right? That's a theme that brings you guys together. That's a theme that lets you maybe see the way they see things the same or differently as you, right? 
those are themes that bring you guys together. But then also, what is them coming from a different culture mean? Them being an immigrant to this country, or their parents being an immigrant to their country. And that culturally, how does that set them apart? And then color the same, uh, same situation that you're looking at, how does that make it different? These themes and identities, the things that bring us together and the things that set us apart, they're what bring our stories together in real life. They're the reason that some people can go through the exact same situation and have two very different realities the way they see it. So understand this idea. Because it's more, like I said at the beginning, it's more than just videos or business or philosophy or even religion. It's just who we are. There are things that bring us together, and there are things that set us apart. There are things that are our themes, and there are things that are our identities. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. I'll stop rambling now. Um, please check this. Uh, bl- uh, please check out uh, the assignment. It'll be due early next week. Um, guys, have a great weekend. Uh, talk to you later.